What's going on, guys? Alex here, coming at you live from the podcast studio of Camera Shy with my co-host, Jacob Graneman. Jacob Graneman. That's my name. Live and in person. Oh, man. It is, it is good. Today is a good day. Um, it is. It's a great day. It's a great Saturday. We've been trying to keep these uh, consistent on uh, recording every Saturday so that we can bring the content that you guys desire most. And that is yeah. camera shy in the raw. <laughs> yeah, that's a very high opinion of ourselves, but that's that's what we do here. But no, I, I think that we uh, we were trying to be more consistent. It might not be uh, every Saturday that you receive an episode, but we really want to encourage the people in our community. Look at our, you know, look at what we're doing. We're not trying to do anything fancy. We're not better than anybody else. We just want to talk about what matters to us and learn about what matters to you and bring people on the show and talk about what matters to them. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we've we've talked about that too, and and getting. Uh, getting guests on the show uh, more frequently. So um, if you are interested, by all means, send us a, a DM. I think is what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I know, I know no, what they call Facebook it. Facebook or I, I know Instagram. what they call it. Send, yeah. us, send us a DM. Direct message is what that stands for. So I'm not old, okay? <laughs> Don't think I'm old. We're getting old. And uh, yeah, so so anyways, so it's going to be good. That's what we want to do. We want to we wanna just kind of establish kind of our roots and uh and just build from there so just build from there yeah so uh this is episode six something like that yeah we did a reboot so it's like four within the newer ones that we've been trying to do yeah. but overall we had some older ones in the last couple of years and so we've done about six overall so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's been good it's been exciting um, and man. all of our technologies updating and working well which cannot be said about well other work, technology work, recently I wouldn't say quite so working so if you're well we're working better than yeah. some internet and home <laughs> phone providers so i'm Cellular sure provider. i'm sure most of you guys have heard about the CenturyLink outage um and the commotion that caused um it ended up kind of Causing a lot of disruption and causing a lot of disruption. Personal internet um, phone use and then also nine one one call. Yeah, I even, uh, I even I even read something about them launching a federal investigation. The FCC is to trying is, to figure out what is going on. They uh they tweeted about it yesterday. The FCC mm-hmm. did, and they uh their um the chairman of the FCC tweeted, and I don't know if there's a uh, official investigation yet. It would not surprise me, but I know that they're in contact with CenturyLink to try and figure out what happened because uh, it definitely was a problem. Uh, a lot of you in all over the place, but you know, we live in Southwest Washington, Portland area, definitely experienced some issues with calling 911 mm-hmm. and having emergency alerts go out to replace it with an alternate 10 digit number <laughs> Gosh, or, or like texting 911, which, you which know, was news to me. I yeah. didn't know, even know you can do that. I don't know if you can do that all the time. Okay. That's Maybe. something you could find on the Cressa website, which mm. apparently I read that in Portland, there were a lot of people that were like, what is Cressa? <laughs> um, Cressa, if you didn't know, is our 911 call center in Vancouver, Washington, which covers a great majority of the area. I don't know their exact boundaries, but they're a large um, facility. They cover a large amount of the area, um, mm. including pretty much all of Clark County and some of across the river in Portland and in Oregon. But uh, yeah, so they had some significant issues. Uh, there was outages all over Washington as well. So I mean, there it was a nation, nationwide outage. Yes, there was, a, there was a Washington state bulletin that was sent out, and then there was also a local cross one that was sent out if you're in the area that we're in. Yeah. And apparently there's some issues because 
you uh, you can't necessarily get those even because if you have to have the right carrier, your carrier has to be supported for those emergency messages. And then say like if you have an iPhone, I don't have an Android, but I'm assuming it's similar on Android. You have to go into your settings and approve your yeah. phone to receive those alert alert messages. Yeah. So it was just a huge problem. I mean, you experienced a lot of it at work even. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, guys I, use CenturyLink there as yeah, well? Yeah, we, so the work, where I work, um, I'm in IT and uh, we use CenturyLink. Um, and we have about, oh man, up to like 2000 people just where I work. Yeah. Um, and so when our network goes down, you can imagine it is getting blown up. And so we're getting calls left and right. Um, people freaking out about, you know, what's going on with the internet and uh, our networking team, uh, ended up shooting out an email to everyone saying, Hey, we're swapping over to a new, uh, <laughs> a new network, uh, a new kind, of like, kind of like a backup yeah. network that we had so that we can, uh, keep the ball rolling yeah. and, uh, and not, you know, c- go completely down. But I mean, it, it was huge. And, uh, and so that was, that was pretty wild, but it was funny. I saw this, this tweet, um, from CenturyLink go out, um, yeah, essentially, good ones. <laughs> essentially, uh, <laughs> explaining like, you know, saying, Hey, we apologize for this. Yeah. We're currently working at it very hard to get this fixed. And I just felt so bad for, for their, you know, uh, it people. And because people are calling them freaking out, oh, yelling yeah. at them. And it's like, you know, they can't really do a whole lot, you know, well, like, there's so many parts. To the puzzle. Tr- yeah. Too. And, and yeah. They, they're trying to figure out what exactly happened. Same so, with Cressa. They had incredible volume of calls come in because yeah. people were confused about what's going on. And then that jams their system. Yeah. So it was just kind of a, and it was I, a snafu. I mean, I mean, I, I have CenturyLink at home, you know, and so when I'm not able to, you know, use the internet, at the internet, full capacity, <laughs> You know, it it's kind of a bummer, you know, and I wasn't very happy. <laughs> kind of a bummer. But, it, you know, I'm, what, what am I going to do? Go yeah. and yell at CenturyLink? No, come, yeah. I mean, come on. But I was seeing I was seeing people responding to their tweet. Yeah. Essentially, well, one, guy, one guy said, uh, one guy said, CenturyLink, what took you so long <laughs> to tell everybody about this outage? And then the next comment was responding to that comment saying their internet was down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and it's boy. like, dude, obviously there is an issue with them communicating. Well, to you the know, public. when you can't use the internet, oh man, it's really a bummer. That was funny. That was funny. So, quote Alex McFerrin. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think the biggest tragedy is you can't access your music. Yeah. You can't access access. Oh my god. <laughs> you can't access. We're that. just gonna cut that out. <laughs> uh, you can't access that Spotify, that Apple Music. Whatever the heck they is there is there and that's a good intro question though, is there a third music provider now? Is oh, there man. just Spotify have, and Apple Music? I mean, we have Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora's always been well, around. No, Pandora you know. is dead. Let's be honest. I mean, there's still a lot of people that use Pandora. Yeah, it's uh, Panera Bread, um, uh, Panera Red Robins, because they've got the subscription to the radio station they play in the restaurant. That's who's using Pandora. Panera Bread doesn't. I'm I just, thought I thought you were like saying any restaurant that has Pandora music is like Panera Bread of the food industry. I know that was no no. Okay, there's a similarity. I don't care for there. Panera Bread at all. I'm not going to spend five dollars on an <laughs> apple. I'm sorry. You know my parents hate Panera too, and I don't know why. It's you know it's I it's like good Panera. Food. It's I'm just going to say it. You know what? All you haters out there, Panera is good. Here's okay? my thing. Here's I my appreciate thing. it as an institution. Here's why are we even talking about Panera? Here's my thing. <laughs> I don't even know, but my here's I'm just gonna say this. And we're gonna move on. Okay, Panera Bread is where I will choose to eat on my payday when I get my paycheck. I'll say, 
I'm going to spend a little bit of extra money and go eat oh, a Panera Bread. Oh, so you bread. do like Panera. Because, because it's healthy. The food is very good for you. I don't know if it's healthy. Tip- eh, I mean, you're getting an it's apple. It's a lot of bread you're typically getting- and mac and cheese yeah, and bacon yeah, and but roast it's, beef. But it's on the healthier side. You got Wendy's or Panera, you see? I don't know. Wendy's is all chicken. So so the only time I'll eat, the only time I'll eat at Panera is on on my payday when I get paid and I'm feeling a little extra. And I'll go to Panera feeling and, I'll, extra? and I'll get my soup. With my slice of bread and my apple and you for listen, about $18. And you listen. And I feel real good. <laughs> my apple and my slice of bread for 18 bucks. It's true. That's probably uh, why everyone has a hard time. Well, yeah. I love you, Panera. Yeah. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, you'll go and you'll get your $18 meal and then you'll listen to Pandora mm-hmm. and uh, it's good. But anyways, yeah. music, yeah. man. We've got some good music. If nothing else in this country right now. We've got some good music. Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, I just kicked a song over to you the other day that I really enjoyed. I liked it. Called uh, See the Love by the Brilliance. And I'll just um, side note here. We are unable to play many of these songs for you due to potential copyright infringements and detailed issues, even though we are a nonprofit entity. So just wanted to put that out there. So listen yeah. to the songs on your own time. So the song is See the Love by the Brilliance. It's a great song. I feel like it's kind of an inspiring See the Love. Yeah, song. I, I listened to it. I, really, I liked it. I really appreciate I was obsessed for like two days where I just all I listened to. And uh, <laughs> Repeat. The problem is, the problem is when I do that, I end up hating the song because I listened to it too many times. So um, that that was a, a bummer. But I still really enjoy that song. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's very inspiring. But I mean, you said you had a couple songs that you've yeah, been man. listening to a lot. I have a new group that I'm into. I'll just plug them real fast. Uh, they're a very, very cool Group. I actually got the pleasure to see them in Portland, Oregon. Oh, did I did. Yeah, I went to the, okay. the McMinimins Crystal Ballroom, which is a killer venue. If oh, you yeah. haven't been to the McMinimins Crystal Ballroom and you have the ability to go to the McMinimins Crystal Ballroom, go to the McMinimins Crystal Ballroom. Anyway, it's not a sponsor. So uh, Mount Joy is the band. They are a fairly recent band. It's I like think Almond Joy. <laughs> I'm Hood. sure they've made a joke about that I'm at sure some they point. Have. But uh, I really like them. They're a very uh, down-to-earth group. Uh, They have a pianist, uh, and she's actually from this area. It's pretty cool. I think I got to meet her. She's I think she's from Tigard. I'm really sorry if she ever hears this somehow. Um, I think it's either Tigard or Gresham, that area. I think it's Tigard, though. Anyways, uh, they're kind of a down-to-earth band. They're based out of L.A., but they're all over the place. Uh, They're kind of an interesting flavor. They're like a rock, folk, sort of detailed singer-songwriter all coming together. It's like a very Northwest. It has a West, excuse me, it has a West Coast feel for sure. Um, I actually thought, I was like, these guys have to be from the Pacific Northwest when I first heard them. Yeah. And I figured, they found out that they were actually in LA, but they they are a West Coast band. So that that satisfied me enough. But I really like them. Uh, They have uh, some pretty uh, interesting songs. Uh, They have some pretty interesting uh, musical choices in the songs. Really cool, consistent, but like, vibrant album they have one album out right now they released uh, a good majority of that album in singles uh, previous to that uh, prior to that so they had uh, i think their first release was in 2016 so okay. about only about two years old nice and uh yeah they, that's new music for you people right there new music yeah if you're for looking for you, something new yeah you know because every once in a while i just get stuck and i'm like i'm listening to the same things for like a yeah. three weeks yeah. i'm like you know what i need something new i need to something go refreshing something. yeah and or this, and this yeah. is that this and is, this that, is that i hope music. so yeah you might not love them but i think that you'll appreciate them they're pretty humble folks um it was cool to meet them in portland and um yeah cool fantastic music so check it out cool don't mind the uh the rather laid backness and the uh the 
the cannabis use. You know, if that offends the you, don't don't pay attention to it. But no, it hey, the music's amazing though. <laughs> music's amazing. Not a supporter of <laughs> cannabis use, but I went, amazing. I went to a a um, Fall Out Boy concert a few years back. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my buddy and I went, and we and and Wiz Khalifa was touring with oh them. Oh my gosh! Um, I went to see Fall Out Boy. I wanted to see Fall Out Boy. I, I like a few songs by Wiz Khalifa. You know, Black and Yellow, um, Weed and Boys. Right? There's a couple <laughs> songs that's just like, wow, you listen to that? Eh, eh. Maybe sometimes. Ah, you yeah. know. Hundred percent, not hundred percent. Maybe fifty percent got a secondhand high. It was the whole place was lit up. This was a like coliseum venue, though, was it not? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got everybody lighting up in this coliseum, at venue, least it was open there's, air. There's signs everywhere saying no smoking. Oh sure. And and you think anybody's looking at those? No. Not when Wiz Khalifa's up there got nah. two in his mouth, dude. No. It ain't, it ain't a thing. That sign doesn't exist. <laughs> Anyways, it was wild. Um. But yeah, it was, it was, it was cool though. So I'm, I'm, gl- I mean, I'm glad that you found this. I mean, I, I, you show me the, the band Mount Joy yeah. and I really appreciated them. I think they're, they're cool. a good chill vibe music to listen they, to. When they actually the did something hilarious. It was funny. My wife was looking at Instagram yesterday and, uh, uh, previous president Barack Obama released this thing that was like his favorite movies and favorite music for the year. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, well, Mountain Choi apparently reposted something making it look like all his favorite songs were their songs. That's amazing. And she bought it and she was like, oh my gosh, Barack Obama loves Mount Joy. And I was like, really? Oh, this is kind of cool. And so like, I'm like, there's no way, like, there's just no way. Like they're so small. Like, I don't feel like I'm just like, Whatever you think about That's Obama, I just I don't see him jamming out to Mount Joy. Maybe he likes it. I don't know. But I was a little skeptical. And then she's like, 10 minutes later, she's like, oh, babe, I'm sorry. It's totally fake. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I knew it. But I'm sad at the same time because that was some cool exposure. Oh, man, that's but funny. But it was funny for them to do that. So that yeah, check cool. them out. They're a cool band. Uh, they have their first album of the same name as themselves, Mount Joy. It's out right now. Yeah. Streaming, purchasing, yeah. everywhere. On check Spotify? them out. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotify, everything. Yeah, yeah good so, stuff. Yeah, check them out. Man, not a sponsor. Could be though. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> All righty. Well, so you want to talk about? An yeah. App. Have you have you heard? Okay. Have you heard about TikTok? I have not heard about TikTok. Okay. So I was having a, a conversation with a buddy of mine. Um, first name Jonathan. I'm not going to say last name. <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> and he's he's talking to me about TikTok, which I've heard of and I've seen clips and videos. Um, and he's trying to sell it to me. You know, this thing's blowing up. It's amazing. And I'm like, he's I, a, he's I like don't a, know, man. He wants to be a futurist. I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if this thing's actually going to get it on the anywhere. ground floor. Here's the thing. It's kind of already blown up. And, and, and so he's right when he, when he says that it is it's kind of app, already correct? blown up. It's is is an, an app. app. So if you, if you're familiar with Musical.ly or something. A little bit. What does Musical.ly do again? So I'm music, familiar. Musical.ly, you essentially, what the kids do nowadays is, is they, <laughs> Film themselves lip singing to a song. Okay. Um, so TikTok is kind of the same thing. They you kind film of, yourself lip singing. You Does film, it sync you it up for you? Film yourself. I'm not sure. I've never used it. Okay. But you film yourself lip singing to a song that, and 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 you kind of like do little dance moves to it and kind of make like a little performance out of like a 15 second clip. Yeah. They could be longer. I'm not exactly sure. I think most of them I've ever seen have been like 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah. The reason I've seen so many is because they have ads literally everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google. I mean, 
everywhere. YouTube. These things are blowing up. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, TikTok, stop. Please get out of Calm here. Calm down. Calm down with the exposure. <laughs> I get it. You want to be popular. So what exactly does it do? Do you know? Again, like I said, you just essentially, it's it's people so it's that... So it's a social media platform for sharing you or yourself or your friends I suppose lip syncing so. like, like, songs. Like, do you remember like Marco Vine? Polo remember Vine? or Vine? Or... Okay, so Vine, you know, exactly. So were you... Film yourself second. doing something that's yeah. kind of funny. So I think it's kind of the same thing. I never used it. I don't know what the platform looks like, but it's definitely. I'm assuming. I got to check it out. I'm assuming it's Just a social know. media platform. Um, well, everything has a social media platform incorporated. It seems like nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming there's some kind of like following on there and, yeah. and whatnot. But uh, it's interesting. What the kids are doing TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Move, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> Oh. I will not use that app. I will assure you right now that app is not going to be used on my phone. <laughs> and if it gets downloaded, what it is not mine. What if it's just for experimental doing. purposes? <sighs> All right. I don't feel like well, I can do that. Well, TikTok. We got to keep moving. Come on, TikTok. We TikTok. We do. Oh, man. So, so, you know, something that I wanted to, to talk about, uh, just not too long, just sort of briefly. I am someone who really, 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 really appreciates a good story. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily mind what format it's in. I enjoy reading. I don't read as much as I used to. I'm trying to read more. Yeah. Spent a good amount of time reading last night. So I love reading. Um, audio is probably one of my favorite ways to consume stories. So audiobooks, podcasts, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, film and TV yeah. and even theater. I, did, I was a theater nerd for almost 10 years growing yeah. up. So... I love stories, and I am not the best at, I think, crafting a story in the original sense of, like, building all the components and putting it together. You know, I've learned about it. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And so I'm curious, just between us, what do you think are some of the pointers? Neither of us are experts by any means, I wouldn't say. I think I, I, I am a storyteller. I'm not a great storyteller. Yeah. I if I but have what do a you good think, story, what do you think is the co- some of the components to an amazing story? Okay, so so if I was to tell a story that I that had a lot of information that had some depth, some I want to. When start, you say information, you don't mean like jargon. You mean like backstory. I mean like backstory. Yeah. Okay. Like something that is is gonna be that has juice. Let's go back to the beginning. That has <laughs> okay. juice. I like to start from the very beginning. And here's the thing: if you can't go too long, otherwise people are going to fall off. Right? I think this is a good question too. How how important is the backstory? Because I've I, noticed right. a lot of times in a lot of uh, Netflix productions specific, specifically or even in some more modern podcasts and news podcasts, there's less backstory and more of a let's jump more of a to let's, the juice. More of a let's jump into it. Let's jump to the juice and then we'll have flashbacks throughout this. Exactly. And that, that's Do so you like common. that? I'm not sure. I I would almost prefer more backstory kind of early on. Yeah. Getting into it, into the juice, and then flashbacks. I feel like starting it off with a little bit more of a foundation, in my opinion, yeah. makes for a better story. Well, I mean, um, I think that that remains true if you look at like – you know, older types of storytelling, yeah. you know, even back when it was just like, you know, folks yeah. sitting out in the middle of nowhere, just, you know, audibly telling stories to each other. 
there was the there was always the once upon a time. Yeah. There was always the way back when. Yeah. Exactly. There was always the in the beginning. Exactly. You know, so I feel like sometimes when we have these modern stories that jump straight to the meat, mm-hmm. it gyps you a little bit. A little bit, it, yeah. It, you, you get ripped off. You start to wonder who is this person? Yeah. Who, what is really going on here? You know, so so I love and I really admire a story that has that juice, but starting in in, in the backstory, if that makes sense, like yeah, that builds up to it, you know, and and so like if I'm gonna tell a story, I I'll start off with, so I'm gonna tell you a story. <laughs> Back a while. <laughs> we won't say who and this I go, is. If you know go, <laughs> where that reference is, you're our favorite people. And I go and I go right into it and I just start giving you so this is this was the setting. I explained the setting, where we were, what the day was like, what were we in a car, were we on a plane, who I'm with. Kind of, not not exactly what we're wearing, right? Because that's not important when you're telling the story, unless unless it falls into it. It might be. But but it's like what I had eaten for breakfast that day, yeah. you know, does that play into, oh, did I, did I throw up or is that included <laughs> in the story? I don't know. Does that tie into what I had for breakfast? There has to be key factors that go into play when you're telling a story to, to, to give the, the viewer a full picture because then you tell them the story, you miss out all these points. Then they go, I don't get it. And you're like, oh, that's right. Because, because I forgot to tell you, yeah. you know, my sister was 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 asleep and it almost right feels it's like, like well you didn't you didn't get that detail so how am i supposed you missed to the picture it? the detail of like when someone tells you the joke and you're like i don't get it you know yeah so i feel like I, that's a trap i've fallen into as a young storyteller trying to learn from masterful storytellers mm-hmm. you know some of the greatest people of all time you know amazing authors amazing filmmakers um, amazing radio hosts uh, amazing you know just family members uh you know the grandpa that tells the story with the with the kids on his knee you know that those kind of moments yeah. i feel like i'm i'm trying to learn from that and i feel like one of the traps that i feel myself falling into is jumping right to the middle i want to skip ahead you know like when you play someone a song you know whoever waits the whole Right. Minute and a half to get to the middle of the song. Just show me the chorus. How many people skip ahead of the chorus? If yeah. you go on almost any platform and you listen to the preview, you know, it's the chorus. Yeah. It's the middle. You're halfway in, you know. And and it's like I don't know. I feel like that's part of the the rush and the the urgency of like the microwave generation that mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I feel like I want to return to the golden age of storytelling where we start, like you're saying, there's that backstory. And I feel like there are millions of people that want the same thing. And I feel like there are millions of people that are doing the same thing. So yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to to think about it in that term to stop and try and slow down and say, How do I craft this story? Because like you know, I'm making short videos, we're making short videos yeah. and we're doing stuff like that. You know. Can we can we develop a background, even if it's not shown in the video, but so we know it, so that we can better tell the middle. Yeah. And I don't know. I you know, there's people like one of my favorite authors is J.R.R. Tolkien, and you know, he wrote all of these prequel information, all this information. He wrote these languages, all this information. A lot of that isn't in the popular novels. A lot of that didn't even make it into novels. But he needed to know it so that he could know it when he was writing the parts mm-hmm. that became popular. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just watched a, a YouTube film, um, I haven't crafted, seen any of those. crafted by Peter McKinnon. Oh, is this the bowl? Okay. This is no, the bowl was great. This I didn't is, see the bowl. This is the bucket shot. Oh and this yes. This is his most I recent. Saw, I saw this. I haven't watched it. Film. Yet. Dude, it was, 
a very, very well done uh, video. And how long? Um, it's about 23 minutes. 23 minutes. So it's not too bad. Um, you know, when your wife's going to bed, you can stay up on your computer <laughs> for another 20 That's what I did. Um, you know, and I sat there and I watched it. And, and there's – he he literally – so if you're familiar with Peter McKinnon at all, he's a great, great photographer, great filmographer. Film, film, filmographer, is that a word? Filmmaker, I, I guess. Yeah, filmmaker. Um, it's, it's a more appropriate word. Um, he is very good at what he does, um, and he has – uh, a very big following now at this point. Sure. Um, but he's telling this story about how he has this bucket shot, kind of like a bucket list is the yeah. way he describes it. It is the the one shot that he has wanted to get for the last eight, nine years. There's this one shot that always escapes him, the one shot that he hasn't been able to get. And as a photographer myself, I'm watching this going, oh, my gosh, what is the one shot that I've always wanted to take? You know, what is my one shot? What is my bucket list shot? So it gets my it gets me thinking. In this clip, he could have just jumped straight to, hey, I'm here. This is me getting the shot. Great. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then showing the shot. But what he does is he tells a story. He goes back to the beginning when he was young, how he got into photography when he was young, shows home clip videos that he took when he was a kid. Yeah. And him playing with his dad's camcorder, right? Yeah. Videos of of when he was like trying to film and not really knowing even what he was doing until somebody gave him a camera as a gift and that sparked that interest, right? Yeah. And that and and then his very first shot he ever t- took and then what that developed into and then what that developed into. So you get this story that he tells. You kind of get a – it's like a different perspective of who Peter McKinnon is. And, and man, I'm watching this just like getting like kind of goosebumps watching because yeah. I feel like I'm there with him, right? I'm, sure. I'm in this story with him, you know, and you get to that point where he's got, you know, all of these trials and errors where he's like, oh, I almost got it. Oh, the weather wasn't right. Oh man, I came all the way out here for nothing. And then he finally gets the shot, right? And then there's a little bit of a buildup into actually being able to see the shot, right? He does a couple of things and he doesn't show you until the very end. Right. He gets it printed out onto a big poster paper and, and shows you the shot. And it's like it's beautiful. It's an amazing shot. It's beautiful. Um, but he, he had a story to tell to get there. And that story is what I think made that film great because he went back to the beginning. Right. Which not a lot of people do nowadays, especially when telling a story. So I think that going back and having the background and, and building that up, I think, is what makes a story great. Sometimes what makes a great story is the backstory. Exactly. I think it's important to remember that. And uh, for me, that makes a lot of sense, you yeah. know, and it's, it's easy to get stressed. It's easy to get uh, under time constraints and worries. And, uh, and that kills the creativity, number one, but it also rushes you ahead to try and fulfill what is socially considered the payoff, yeah. which is the, the middle, the meat, the climax, the, the fixture. Right. But in reality, it cheapens that experience of reaching the top if you never began. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah, that was deep. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I, it's interesting. Well, well, I've enjoyed talking about, you know, what makes a good story, and I think we should keep talking about this. I think this should be an ongoing theme. Because I have a heck of a lot to learn. Yeah. Oh, um, 100%. I mean, if I really take a minute to think about how much I have to learn, it's a little scary and daunting and it can stunt yeah. me a little bit. Like, oh my gosh, 
but I refuse to play the comparison trap. Yeah. Amen. And I, you know, continue yeah. to learn and be inspired by people like Mr. McKinnon. That's and the thing. You have to take like Mr. Tolkien. So. You have to take great people, right? Like those two people. Yeah. And you have to choose to be inspired or to feel like, to feel crushed. Like I will never be like this. Everything yeah. I create is dull. Everything I create is, is worthless. You can't, you can't do that. You have to take it as I'm going to build my story. I'm going to build my thing based off of not replicating it, but being inspired by it and then creating your own, right? Creating your own story, creating your own video, your own, you know, shooting your own, shooting your best photo you've ever shot. Sure. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be inspired. Every person ever that has done anything ever great has been inspired by somebody or something once before, right? Absolutely. So that's all it comes from. You got to have that inspiration. You got to find somebody or something that inspires you and run with it. So. Yeah. Well, be inspired folks. And we want to be inspired by you too. So I, I really want this to become something that's consistent. And with that, I want it to become something that wherever we share this, we're hopefully going to get this on Spotify, Google music, Google play. Um, It's already on Apple and SoundCloud. We want to get it as many people, places as possible and start growing um, a little bit more of a social media base. And we want to communicate with people in our community, people outside of our community mm-hmm. um, and learn about what inspires you and be inspired by you guys. What are you guys creating? You know, are you painting things? Are you yeah. filming things? Are you f- uh, photographing things? Are you writing things? Are you telling things? Are you recording things? What are you doing? Um, who are you doing it with? Uh, and like, how are you telling these amazing stories and how can we tell these amazing stories together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. I am too. Or, yeah. What, what you guys please, are working on. Please respond. If there is a comment section, a review section. Yeah, what, do you, um, what do you guys think what, makes a great story? What do you guys think makes a great story? What are components that you guys think makes a great story? Uh, we want to know. Let us know. Uh, so, yeah. Well, without further ado, I think we should cap off every episode. We've kind of been doing this, but I think we should just make it official right now that we cap off every episode with some suggestions of like stories or in whatever form that we're enjoying. So whether it's uh, a series of movie, uh, a book, um, an audio format, mm-hmm. so podcast, audio book, music, something. Yeah. I know what I'm going to say, but I want you to say something too. Oh, man. So, this is a mutually assured inspiration <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, what's something that you're into right now? Man, I mean, I'm really enjoying watching like YouTube vlogs. Okay. Um, people like Peter two, McKinnon. Two of your most uh, favorite vloggers uh, go. Currently, right now, McKinnon and Pe- and, or Peter McKinnon and Casey Neistat. Nice. I think, well, or, that's a lot of people, I would say. I those think, are good guys. I think those two guys right now um, are currently the most influential filmmakers in my life as far as... Yeah. On a social stage, I think they're probably the biggest ones right now. They, I mean, yeah, they're huge. And, and, you know, people can be, oh, well, that's mainstream. But it's like, man, these guys started, though, at nothing. They started what I... Kind of it's what become I become mainstream. It wasn't mainstream. Right. What I, what they, they did kind of what I used to do growing up, too. And that was film everything with my parents' camcorder. Yeah. Right? That's, I Same. enjoyed that. and But it developed into a career that I, you know, man, to be able to get there, that would be amazing. Yeah. Right? So yeah. They, they definitely inspired me a lot. Cool. I like it. Yeah. 
Well, mine uh, is uh, something I heard about a while back. It's really weird, but I really, I suggest it still. Uh, there's a book by an English gentleman from many years ago called uh, Watership Down. It's by a guy named Richard Adams. He actually just died a couple years ago. Well, it's a story of a bunch of rabbits that is reflects real life instances. So it's a very dramatic and crazy story, despite the fact that it's just about a bunch of rabbits. rabbits. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, a, it's not an allegory, but it's allegorical, if that makes sense. Okay. Anyways, I listened to the audiobook and read some of the book when I was a kid because my dad kind of suggested it as a classic. Well, in the 70s, they made an animated movie of it that was really messed up and messed up a lot of kids. Oh, it was just really dark. And I mean, the story's dark, but they could have done a better job. Well, anyways, yeah. Netflix bought the rights to Watership Down and they just made a four-part miniseries with an updated version of graphics. So it's like a it's a very specific kind of animation. And they redid it with an all-star cast, Ben Kingsley, John Boyega, uh, James McAvoy. Oh, wow. Yeah, really cool cast. I okay. watched the, the first half of it last night. And I know it's a weird story, and I know that I'm a nerd. But guys, it was really cool because it was so well done. It was very close to the book. It was very... Uh, it was very, it followed the arc, the natural arc of the mm-hmm. story. There wasn't a bunch of stuff added or subtracted, which I think is also a big issue with the recreation of films, uh, or the recreation of books into films today. Yeah. So it was really good. Um, and I suggest watching it, even though it's about rabbits. It's a really like deep story. And the, the music is really well done. The voice acting is phenomenal. I mean, I listed those names. Those are all incredible, yeah. incredible actors. And so it, uh, Actors and actresses. And uh, it's a partnership between Netflix and BBC, so check it out. Okay. Streaming now. I'll check it out. Alrighty, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Camera Shy. Wherever you listen to it, let us know. We want to get it on more platforms. Working on that right now. Make it worldwide. (laughs) Yeah. Blow it up. (laughs) But um, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. We're trying to keep it short and sweet for y'all. So thank you so much. Have an incredible day, weekend, whatever time of... The week it is for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stay sweet, guys.